spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast, and it's my pleasure today to have as my guest, Kay Dub. and yes, that really is her name, and she's going to tell us more about herself and how she got interested in racing. So, Kay, welcome to the show, and why Thank don't you, you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you live, what anything that you want to share. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I saw the post on Facebook and I jumped onto it because I love the fact that there's men and women that are involved with all kinds of racing and sports. And so I jumped on it to kind of tell people about my experiences, my racing of in boat racing and other kinds of sports and how I've evolved from boat racing into doing like what you're doing with the podcasting and doing the announcing. So I started racing when I was nine years old, born and raised into outboard hydroplane racing. My whole family has done it. My dad, my mom, my brothers have all raced. Um, and it's just been in our family. I'm third generation of hydroplane drivers. I have a daughter, Lexi, who's nine years old and will be the fourth generation of drivers. So I'm super excited about that. Um, started in the junior class of outboard racing, which is just the smaller classes, we do about 45 to 50 miles per hour in an outboard hydroplane. We're on our knees racing. And then I evolved up from J-Stock Hydro to an A-Stock and a Formula A Hydro, which goes about 60 miles per hour, to uh, an OSY 400 is the name of the classes that I've raced. I raced OSY 400, D-Stock Hydro. Um, I've raced all the way up to 1100 runabout, which is a two-person boat, which my dad and I raced together. It was a lot of fun to be able to do that. Um, so I've gone anywhere from the speeds of 45 miles an hour to about 75 miles per hour in an outboard hydroplane. <laughs> well, thank you. So <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Um, in about 2000, we lost my dad in 2014 when he was too old to race and he decided to get out of the boat and start announcing. We, he passed away about 10 years after he was starting to announce and I was at a boat race and I had one of the directors come up to me and say, hey, your dad's always announced for you or announced the races and can you announce? And I said, sure, I can go out there and say, go stop. How hard could it be? You know? Right. And so I announced at this race in between my racing and a bunch of people came up to me and they said, your dad just came out on you. And I just kind of laughed Aww. and I thought, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I've, I've been listening to him for a while. Yeah. And it evolved from there that I finished the rest of the season with the outboards racing and then announcing between racing. So I basically jump out of my boat, go grab a microphone and talk about the next classes that we're racing. And I was at Seafair the following year, which is the unlimited uh, races that are here in Seattle. And a gentleman walked up to me named Jim Simpson. And he said, hey, I hear you announce. And I said, well, yeah, for the outboards, I've been doing it for about a year. And he said, well, I want you to come and announce for the unlimiteds. And I said, okay. And I thought he was just like, you know, say, you know just going to say, okay, yeah, let's try and do this. Well, a month later, I went to the uh, outboard nationals and announced the whole week well he listened to it and saw some of the reviews of people saying I really like this girl that's announcing who is this she knows what she's talking about he called me the week later and he said hey I'm online right now trying to get your tickets to see San Diego and I'm like oh my gosh he's not kidding that's awesome <laughs> so I went down to San Diego that year in 2015 and I announced for the H1 Unlimited Hydroplanes along with the outboards they also do Grand Prix um, uh, inboards and announced for them the next year, H1 Unlimited asked me to come back and announce. So I got to go to Detroit and I traveled to, I went to Seattle and I did Tri-Cities. Well, they went overseas to Doha, to Qatar, and I got invited to do that race too. Wow. Nice. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun to go international and to be able to see how the racing works over there. It was a great experience, an exceptional experience. 
Then two years later, I was at Seafair announcing and another gentleman walked up to me named Chris Fairchild. And he said, hey, I need you to announce the Formula Tunnel Boats. And I said, well, okay, I can try it. Sure, why not? You know, it's boat racing. How hard could it be, you know? And um, I announced there at Seafair that year for the Formula One Tunnel Boats. And I started my career. It just took off like that. The next year, I got asked to do a couple more races where I got to go to Bay City, Michigan. I've wow. got to go to Houston. I've got to go to a lot of other places. 2000, I believe it was 19. I got to go to Mexico with the Formula Tunnel Boats to announce down there. So I've traveled with the announcing, not only uh, in the United States, but now I've started to travel international, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. People don't realize how much work does go behind the scenes of announcing. Um, well, you would know with all the work that you do, you know, doing your research for drivers and um, yeah. people, women and men in racing. I have a lot of time invested into it where I have to not only learn the drivers, but I have to learn their complete history because you, you do an interview, you need to know who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. You need to know them. Um, I also have to learn the history of each race site that you go to. So like Seafair here in Seattle, I was born and raised here. So I know all about Seafair. But when I went to travel over to Bay City, Michigan, I had to learn the history of that um, so that I knew what to talk about, what, the, what was around the local area. Then you have to learn all the sponsors for not only the race site, but you also have to learn all the sponsors for every boat. Mm. So I was and just you before have, you and I came on. Well, and you have to learn how to pronounce everything. That's the yeah. thing. You can't just look at the, how it's worded and think that you know how to pronounce it because... Yeah, it's um. We shut that. It's you know, Russell looks easy, but it might be pronounced something totally different. So you know, that's that to me is a big part because if you say a name wrong, ooh, look out! I have heard that numerous times. Um, there, people will come up to me before the races and they'll tell me how to say their name. They'll be like, "I know my name has got a lot of vowels," <laughs> which a lot of names do have a lot of vowels and they're hard to pronounce. Um, along with the cities, because you have to remember, we have to say the cities too. So right. like here in Washington, we have a couple cities that people will say it's sequin, but it's actually swim. Um, I was just at the Stock Modern Junior Nationals in Springfield, Ohio last month, where I did Stock Modern Junior Nationals. We had 500 entries. So there was a wow. lot of names to learn. I guess. The one that always sticks out for me, and I love this family, is it is actually spelled Hubert, but in Louisiana, it's Aber is how they pronounce it. Oh, a little French or something. <laughs> yeah, so I have to learn how to pronounce. That's the other part of the research on the drivers is you have to learn how to pronounce their first and last name. We do have a couple people that, um, like this weekend, I was just announcing for the outboard hydroplanes here in Seattle. And we had one that, <laughs> you know, we just kind of, we don't even try. It's Mikey P. <laughs> and he actually goes by that. That is what he goes by because nobody can say his last name. So he just goes by Mikey P. So that's how I announce it as Mikey P. Um, some of the drivers I've noticed and have told me, they said, just say my last name. You know, like Myers is my last name. So we just say Myers. And that's how they're known through you know social media and through boat racing is just by their last name. Okay. Some other people are known by, um, okay, here's another example. In the unlimited hydroplane racing, there's um, Jeff Michael Kelly, but he goes by J. Michael Kelly. He doesn't go by Michael. He doesn't go by Mike. Everybody knows him as J. Michael Kelly. So that's really well, when they, When you get to the point where they know who you are by one name, now you're in the categories of Cher and Beyonce yes. and Prince. <laughs> you tell exactly. them that next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they always do say that if you have three names, that's usually not a good thing. That's usually a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want to go down that road for sure. We don't want to go down that road. No. No. <laughs> no. So that's the hardest part is getting the getting to know the drivers and the names, the cities that they're from. And all the race side cities. So there's a lot more work that goes into announcing that people don't realize that I wanted to get out there that, you know, it is so much fun to do. I enjoy it. 
every time I go. I have so much fun. People always ask me, I know it's common. They always see me with my Diet Pepsi. So that is how I keep going all day long because some races, um, we had one here at Silver Lake Everett at the beginning of June that we literally raced for eight hours. So I was speaking for eight straight hours. <laughs> that's a long time. It is. That's, a, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I think it would be a lot of fun. And, you know, you really probably make a connection to those drivers more so than in a lot of things that you could be doing because, you know, you know their sponsors. And, and I'm assuming a lot of these people race at the same types of races. So, you know, you get to know them and, and it just makes it easier. And then you can kind of have fun with them too because there's probably some that you can have fun with and some that you can't. Yeah. And you know who, you know who to interview and who, what to ask those certain people on questions. You know, you know how it's going to come out. Right. Um, a lot of these drivers I've raced with, with the outboards and watched them move through different categories, which makes it fun too. I've had drivers come up to me numerous times and say, I like when you interview me because it's just like talking to one of the guys. And I'm like, is that good or bad? <laughs> well, it's a compliment, I think, coming from them. You yeah. know, I think it really is. And and they they admire that you know what you're talking about. That's the thing, right? Yeah. 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 And I'll tell them to new drivers that I'm that I haven't met in person or you know, that I'm interviewing for the first time, I will tell them, I'm like, I'm gonna ask you a basic question. I know the answer to it. But some of the people that are just now getting involved or just learning about hydroplane racing, they don't know. So right. let's inform them. Let's get them involved. Let's get them, you know, inside the cockpit of the boat. Let's tell them how it works, you know, mm -hmm. like, because when you're watching a race from the outside, you don't realize what they're going through, what's going through their mind when they're in the boat, you know, or who their biggest competition is. And then that just broadens the field. Right. Absolutely. Because I'll be honest, I don't know very much about boat racing at all, but I want to learn more about it. You know, I grew up, I, I know I grew up circle track or, you know, asphalt short track racing. Yeah. And, and I, I, my gosh, I've learned so much, especially this year about sprints. I went to Knoxville and, and, you know, drag racing and I'm just, and I'm learning about all kinds of racing that I really haven't been able to be exposed to because we don't have it here where I live in Kalamazoo, you know, so um, that's interesting. I did go though to, and this is, as I'll show you how like much I don't know. My husband and I went to Key West several years ago and the cigarette boats were there. That's what I call yeah. them. Yeah, that's what I do too. They, okay. And so they had been racing that day and we didn't get there till later in the day and they were parked along the street. Yeah. So by the time they parked the truck with the boat behind it, it took up like the whole block, I swear. Yeah. They're so I big, it is so beautiful. And that, so that's always been a little bit on my bucket list that I'd like to go to some kind of racing like that to see those boats race. Cause I'll bet it's amazing. Yep. Couldn't produce this podcast without our many sponsors. So at this time, let's take a listen to one of our amazing partners. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that strokes your engine, anything from truck parts to classic and muscle cars, RVs to hot rods, and everything in between, then check out the official classifieds at racingjunk.com. Racingjunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance marketplace the ultimate one-stop shop where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. If it belongs in your garage, it's for sale on racingjunk.com. Log in to racingjunk.com to find the gear you're looking for. Sell your extra stuff, keep up on racing news and tech tips, and more. Again, that's racingjunk.com. When I went to, when I was announcing the Formula Tunnels in Houston, they had them there too. So I got to watch a little bit of them. And of course, my curiosity, I walked over and I started talking to the drivers and, you know, seeing how they worked. I didn't announce for them. They had their own announcer there for the offshore boats. But um, one of the perks of being an announcer is that you get into some of the bigger places. Yeah. I actually got to sit in the cockpit 
of one of the boats. It was the chocolate boat. It's a red boat, but it's sponsored by chocolate. And I sat in that boat and I was sitting with the driver, Tim, and I said, how do you see out of here? And he's like, you don't, you watch the horizon and you watch the, ga the gauges and that's it. I was like, mm, no. I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> that would take a very special, very talented person. Yeah. You yeah. don't just start out doing that because that, no. that sounds scary. Yeah, it was crazy to sit inside that cockpit of that boat. And he took us all the way through all the um, escape hatches and everything and showed us the motors. We got to go into the shop. We got to go see how everything was built. And it was it was an experience. It was really cool to see. Yeah, that sounds very cool. I mean, I love seeing like the behind the scenes stuff because again, a, people who just like go to the races and we love all those people, right? Because we need them. But to be able to go like I, the first time I ever went inside a hauler, a NASCAR hauler, and <laughs> I saw all the stuff and the, and the gal was explaining everything to me. I, it just opened up my eyes to so many things. Yeah. And then she was telling me about sponsorships and how much they pay. And it happened to be Kroger was one of the sponsors. And she was telling me how, you know, on the end caps during different times, that's why the car has Scott towels on it. And then at Kroger, the Scott towels will be on an end cap or something. And I, and now I notice that stuff, you know, yeah. it's, it's just so cool. And there's so much to racing. It's not just somebody jumping in behind a steering wheel and going. There's just so, it's such an intricate sport. You know, there's just so many things that have to work together and the pieces yeah. have to fit together. Well, and the announcer has to know all that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to learn it. And sometimes I learn it on the fly. It's just, you know, it's, it's, that's part of it, but that's, what's the fun part about it is learning the stuff and learning how, how a driver has evolved. I mean, you know, myself started in the J stocks and I've worked my way up. I've got so many people here in Washington state and California that I've met that, and I've raced against that I've, I have personally been able to watch move forward up in, a, in their career. We have a race down in Silver Lake Eatonville that's called, and we have a program that's called new folks and votes. And what we do is you pay $50 and we'll put you in a boat just like mine. That'll do about 70 miles an hour. Well, we had one gentleman that I just absolutely adored. He was a kid back then. He was nine. So we put him in a J boat, which was only about 45 miles an hour. And, you know, he is, man, he's 19 now. So he's been racing for 10 years, 10 short years of his racing career. He started in J stock, moved his way up to a moved his way up to the bigger classes. And this weekend we just watched him do go out in the 45 SST, which is a tunnel boat that does about 65 miles an hour. And he's never been in a tunnel boat and he went out there and did so good. And he's doing that. And he's also racing 2.5 stock, which is an inboard class. And it's just been fun to watch when he came to our, our club to Seattle Outboard Association and said, Hey, I want to try this. And in 10 years, watching him grow mm -hmm. and he's only 20 years old, his career's not even halfway started. All and right. It's fun to see. And I yeah, love announcing for that. He can, he can probably race for a long time. Can't he? Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. and he's such a great kid. His family is amazing. Um, I did catch him. My mom came to the race and my mom, cause my mom always still goes to the races and my mom was sitting in a chair behind me because she just likes to do that. She just sits there and watches the races. And I turned back around and Travis was sitting there talking to my mom and it was really cute to see. And they were just, and he was asking questions about boat racing and, you know, talking about my dad's career in boat racing. And he must've been back there for like 45 minutes, just talking to my mom about boat racing. And it was just, it was so sweet to hear and to see a young gentleman that didn't, wasn't born in boat racing, but wanting to know about the history of boat racing. And it had to just mean the world to your mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. And he didn't, yeah. he, he didn't even know that he didn't do that for that reason. And okay. yet she probably will never forget that conversation. Probably not. No, she just, she looks so excited. And every time I turned around, she's sitting there laughing and she's smiling. And all of us boat racers have the saying of this one time at a boat race, you know, 
And if you walk up to, and that's one of the questions that I'll ask people for interviews, I'll say, what is your favorite story? When somebody asks you about boat racing, what is your favorite story to say this one time at a boat race? And it's fun to hear people say, you only want to give, you want me to give you one? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to see. I bet it is. So on your bucket list, if you could announce, I know there's lots of different kinds of boat racing and all over the place. Where, where would you want to announce what kind of, what kind of racing, where, what country, what city? Is there like, like the race to go to? Um, there's a few as you, as you would know. Um, I've been lucky enough to check off announcing for the Stock Mod and Junior Nationals. I've been able to do the Pro Nationals for the Outboards. I've done um, the North American Championships for the Inboards. But my goal in the end is to be able to start traveling more overseas to do the Formula Tunnels for them because what they do over there is amazing. The speeds, the, the history behind uh, the formula tunnel boats is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I would, I would put, there's a race in Australia that I would love to do um, for the U S champion or the, the titles championships. I would love to do that. That is, that's my bucket list is to start, keep working higher and higher to be able to get overseas, to be able to do the formula tunnel boats. So it's interesting that um, you said Australia. So um, a couple of years ago in 2000, it was 2019, a gentleman reached out to me. Charlotte Camsey is a girl that drives some kind of race boat. I can't tell you what kind, you might know. But anyway, he reached out to me and we had several conversations and I was actually going to go to, I believe... I'm not sure if it was Australia and then there was another race gosh now I can't even remember but it was overseas and he was going to pay for me to come and cover everything and follow her and of course guess what happened COVID (laughs) yeah so um haven't really had a lot you know in touch with him recently so i'm gonna have to check and see if she's still racing and then there was another gal kiki wong his work or something like that that was racing she's a member of our group and so um i haven't really i've been so busy this year once we all went back to racing everybody came out of the woodwork you know but um i need to find out if they're still racing and what they're up to because i would love to do that that'd be fun so so let's talk about women in boat racing is it are there few and far between are they about half and half are they tell me about it um there's probably about a third of the women boat boat racers out there um when it comes to outboards there's quite a few um when it comes to unlimited there's only been four i believe i can count back in history five um, that have been able to race um, like a whole series. When it comes to the Formula Tunnel boats, there's a few that are back there, but they're overseas. Um, when we come to the inboards, we've got quite a few in the inboards that are racing like 2.5 stock. Um, there's some five liter drivers um, for the women. So you get you get quite a few that are in there and they do really well, um, mostly because the ones that are in there were born and raised in boat racing and they know it and they, you know, it's in their blood. Racing is in their blood, whether it be they started racing motorcycles and moved to boat racing or something, but racing's in their blood. So they have that, that, that adrenaline rush. (laughs) Right. Right. Because that has to be, you know, I typically ask a driver, what is it you love most about motorsports? So when you were driving, what was your, what, what kept you driving? Um, mostly because it, I knew it was in my family and I knew I was just born and raised around it, but I love the adrenaline. I love the competition because I'm a very competitive person. I'm competitive with other people, competitive with myself. Um, I take it like my competitiveness comes all the way down to my running. I run every day. Um, I run in the mornings and I run in the afternoons and I'm always trying to better my times when it comes to running. So I'm competitive both with other people and against people and with myself. 
So I just, I love the thrill of going across the water and the feeling of going across the water when you're, you know, you're driving up and you're going to the first turn and there's six of us lined up and that your, your mind just goes into just warp mode of, okay, I got to get through this turn. I got to get through this turn. And then of course, victory is always, you know, big. Yeah. Um, I did do really well in a class called Formula Hydro where I, where I set four records. Um, I won nationals once, plate, I podiumed four times, I believe, in that class over about three years. So I did really well with that class. Um, but it's just, you know, it's the thrill of the race. It's the fun of the race. Even last weekend, I was talking to some of my, my fellow drivers and they, we were talking about a race down in Oregon that we had been to. It was my friend, Jersey woman. We were talking about how in one of our classes, we don't have an overlap rule. It's throttle to throttle. So if my throttle is just ahead of your throttle, I can take your lane. And him and I just, we hit boats all the time. We were bashing boats and we were laughing the whole time. It's, you know, it's, it's the fun of being on the course with your best friends. You know, I've mm -hmm. raced against my best friend and I've raced against my family and, you know, just the fun of winning is always good. But my dad always said, he goes, I love going to boat races with you. He goes, you'll go out to a race. You win, you're excited. You get second, you're excited. You get fifth. You're like, you're still excited. And you're like, what can we do to make it go faster? We need to work on this. We need to work on this to get faster, but you still have fun. And that's, that's right. what I love is that it's fun. I just love boat racing and I, I eat, breathe and sleep it. A lot of my friends will comment all the time. They're like, you know, what, what boat race are you going to this weekend? <laughs> well, and I can tell just by watching your face now, you know, some people are going to be just listening to this but I will put this on YouTube. And so they will be able to follow, you know, to see us and your face is totally lit up when you talk, yeah. about, you know, from this, from the minute we've started, you have the biggest grin and your eyes are sparkling. And it's like, you can just tell that this is totally your passion. It is. Well, and that's, I, you know, a lot of people will come up to me and they're, they're saying, you know, after a weekend announcing, they're just like, I had one gentleman this weekend actually that said that he, he came up to me, Don Jones. And he said, he goes, I was, he goes, you were so much fun to listen to. He goes, you were cracking jokes, but you were saying names and you were calling the race all at the same time. He goes, I spit my, he goes, I spit my cookie out because you had said something. He goes, I don't remember what it was, but it was just so funny what you had said. And I was just like, well, that's, you gotta, you gotta have fun with it. You can't. Right. Nobody wants to listen to a monotone here as they come kind of a person. They want to hear the excitement. You know, yeah. I want to put, I want to put my fans into the cockpit of the boat. I want them to be able to feel the rush that I can, that they're feeling yeah. as a driver and the excitement that I'm feeling as, as I'm watching the race. I just, I like to draw my fans in as much as possible and keep them informed too of what's going on in the course. I like to inform them on the, the boats, the sizes, the shape, you know, the uh, speeds that they're doing. And that's what a lot of people say is that's the best part is like when you're watching a baseball game, you want to know about that, that person that's up to bat, right? You want to know the speed of that ball that's coming across the plate. You want to know if it's a strike or if it's a ball, yeah. you need to, I like to keep people informed in an exciting way of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Oh, they're coming into turn two. What's going to happen? That's what yeah. I like to do. That's so awesome. So are you still <laughs> racing then too, or are you just announcing? I do a little bit of both. If, um, if I'm not racing, I will like, I will try and get back into the boat. I'll say, Hey, you know what? We, we usually run here in Seattle board. We'll run a three heat, uh, three heat, or three flights in a day. And we'll have a set of boats in the first flight, a set of boats in the second flight instead of a third flight. So sometimes what I can get away with is I'll say, okay, I'm going to announce first and third, but I'm racing second flight. So I'll keep trying to do that. I still have my racing equipment. So I love to get back into the boat. Um, I've been asked a few times to announce when I'm announcing, they say, Hey, do you want to go out in my boat? And I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, um, I was in Parker, Arizona, the first of April or the last of April, sorry, the last weekend of April and announcing down there. And I made a deal with the, uh, with my sponsorship. I said, Hey, you get me down there and I'll make you a trade. I get to go right for a ride at Cracker Box, which is one of my bucket list rides. And so I got lucky enough that after the race, they did a little bit of an expedition run where I got to go out and go race out in the boat. It was so much fun. I also got to go out in a sprint boat, which is like, you see them going through the marshes. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun to see. So I got to go out in that boat. 
So with the announcing, not only do I get to still race my boat, but I get invited to go out in other people's boats. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> That's really cool. Now, are there, I knew there were some boat races in Arizona because I go to Arizona in the winter. So what time of year do they typically race down there? Do you know, or just different they, series? They have a couple different times of year that they race down there in Arizona. Um, usually in the spring, because in the summer, it can be a little bit harder get on the water um ngkf1 with tim siebold has a race down in havasu in the middle yeah. of october so okay there um i'm hoping to get that job i want to go down because that's going to be a big race it's the 50th race for the bridge so that's a big race with the ngkf ones and the tunnel boats so i'm ex i'm hoping to get that when we were down in parker arizona for that race for the inboard race and the outboard race that i was announcing for I went into town and they were racing the jet skis. So oh. the jet skis, I believe are going down there and racing in two weeks down in Havasu, Arizona. So I think it's more like a spring and a fall. Okay. Usually race. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have to check that out because I'll be in Arizona sometime mid to late October. So maybe oh, yeah. I'll get lucky. In, yeah. It's the middle of October. I believe it's October 17th through the 19th in Havasu. It's going to okay. be a big race. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll see if I, if I were going to be there by then, I don't know, but we're going to, we're trying to figure that out. So anyway, that'll be yeah. fun. Well, you can find all the details on NGKF1. Uh, okay. Say that slower. Uh, what is it? NGKF1. NGKF1. Okay. Yep. NGKF1. And that's brought to you by Tim Siebold. Um, he's been running that race and working on that race. He's done a lot of back work on it, trying to get that race going. So I believe it's okay. October 17th. Okay. So what's your, you know, you talked a little bit about bucket list. What, when you're done with your career and you're, you're sitting in the chair behind your daughter, who's now announcing, <laughs> you're sitting where your mom is. What's, what's going to be the thing that you hope you've accomplished or that maybe some kind of legacy you've left behind? Um, what I've been working for is that people say that they like my announcing, um, that I'm informative, that I'm, you know, I bring the crowd in. Um, I once, I would love to have somebody say, I remember this one time at a boat race, the announcer girl came up to me and talked to me and did this. So, um, I'll, there's two reasons, two things that I want to be able to leave behind. Um, when I was in Springfield, Ohio for the OPC nationals, um, which was a week and a half after I did the Stockmont Junior Nationals, I was back in Springfield, Ohio at Champions Park Lake. Um, I had one of the gentlemen from 2019, he, we were there in 2019, he emailed me, he found me on Facebook and he emailed me and he told me he liked my announcing. He was just a fan, just one, just a spectator. And he said, hey, are you coming back next year? And so I said, well, of course I'm coming back. Him and I kind of messaged back and forth a few times. And he said, he's got, he said, well, I'm bringing my grandson. And my light bulb went on. And I said, well, you better bring your grandson to the race. He did this year in 2021. And I talked to that grandson and I said, hey, who's your favorite driver? And he said, I really like the rinkers. And I said, well, guess what? Come with me. So I grabbed him and I brought him over to the rinker uh, trailer and I introduced him to Terry Rinker and to Chris Rinker who were at the races. Both Chris and Terry put him inside their boats, put the helmet on him, autographed him and gave him an autograph signature card. And that kid, I posted it on my Facebook because I even said, this is why I love my sport, love what I do. And yeah. able to this next generation inside the boat. Right. And it was so cute. His face lit up and I looked at him and I said, and he's like, thank you. That was so much fun. I go, there's no was about it. I took him over to some of the mod VP boats. I put him in one of those, introduced him to the drivers and he just was so excited. And his, his mom came up to me later on the, the next day. Cause she wasn't there that day. And she goes, you just made his whole life. He was so excited. And that's one of the things I love doing when I'm announcing is I will pick fans out. It's not just a kid. I'll pick out an adult. I'll pick out, 
a girl who who I'm watching who's just can't keep her eyes off the water because she's watching a race or I'll pick up I'll see a, a, a grandpa with a son and I'll be and I'll bring him over to the race and be like come on let's go look at these let's go check them out and so that's one of the things that I always wanted to say was is that that gentleman reached out to me after 2019 and he said I want to see you back here in 2020 and I want to see you back here in 2021 I want to be able to say I made an impact on that kid. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to always be left to be known is I idolize a few other announcers that I've raised, been born and raised watching and listening to. And luckily next weekend or this weekend, I get to work with one of them. That's Brad Luce. Um, I've listened to him. He has just as much energy as I do, which is so much fun. People always ask when we do announce together, how much coffee is up there. <laughs> but I love Brad Luce and the knowledge that he has behind all of the history about racing with H1 Unlimiteds. Um, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Ayler, he's back in Madison, Indiana, and he does those races. And I just, everybody loves Jeff. I love listening to Jeff. Mark Allen, Steve Montgomery. There's, and you know, you got Steve Michael who he goes overseas and he can just spit out some of those Italian names. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> But I want to be able to someday say and be able to be on the same platform as them. That is like my goal is to be able to be on the same platform as Jeff Baylor, Bradley, Steve Montgomery, Mark Allen, Steve Michael, some of the big names that I've heard out there and listened to and studied. I sat there yeah. for hours just studying how they do it, how they announced. And I just want to someday just be as good as them and be, and everybody knows me as the girl announcer. And I have no problems with that because I think it's funny, but I want to be known as that girl announcer. Do you remember that girl announcer? That's what I want to be known as. Because you're probably the only one. Um, Yeah, I'm one of the few. There are a few that, and I've got one in training. Um, She's a young outboard racer that she announced an outboard race because I was gone at an unlimited race and she was asked to do it. She did it and she called me and she goes, that was so much fun. And I sat with her and I said, okay, let's work together. Let's do this. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, you could be stingy and be like, I'm not sharing what I'm doing with anybody. But when you, when you share and you open your hands and let, let go, it comes back tenfold. Yeah. You know, it's like squeezing a handful of sand and, and, you know, when you open your hand, it's about gone. But if you just let the sand lay there. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I'm going to share with you what I've done because I want this to continue. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I want to watch, I want to watch Tay Diamond eventually start following the same footsteps that I am, if not stay in the same footsteps as me and, you know, help her grow. She's a great girl and she's done so much for the sport. Her dad and her mom, Missy, and they do so much for the sport that I want to give it back to them in the same factor that I want to watch her grow. She's a great outboard driver. I mean, she did a phenomenal job last weekend, but I want to watch her grow because she's doing so much for the sport and she's knowledgeable. She's been a driver. That's the big thing is that you see some of these announcers who's never been in a boat or never seen much boat racing. Um, Tom Yarbo does the NGKF once. He had told me the other day, we we talked for like 45 minutes on the phone about the NGKF1 series. And he says he's never raced. And I said, I would never know that because of the knowledge that he has. He goes, I was born and raised around it. My dad raced. So that's what's fun mm-hmm. is to be able to see him. And I would love to work with him. He does a great job too. He, I've listened to him with the NGKF1 series for quite some time and I admire him. The, the right. guy knows, and I think he knows most of it offhand. He can tell you the city, the state, the name of the driver, the boat number, the sponsor, and he can do it like that. And Isn't that's that something. Like, it's hard. People don't realize. I'm sure hard. it is hard. Yeah, I'm sure it is hard. Absolutely. But it's so fun. tell me now. <laughs> so tell me where can people like if, if 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 like me, I don't know a lot about boat racing. How am I going to find out where where they're going to be? What kind of series are in boat racing? Now I know you can Google anything, but I know yeah. you can also tell me a little more about where where's the best place to find out about where the races are going to be and that kind of thing. 
Um, of course, like you said, Googling it, social media is huge. Um, I always use the biggest reference point, which is APBA.org. And I announce that all the time. It stands for American Power Boat Association.org. Um, that is like, they will give you information about every kind of racing there is. Okay. All the way down, starting with the RC boats. I've been asked to start announcing the RC boats now too. So you can have an RC boat, you can have outboards, they have inboards, they, have, they follow the unlimiteds, they follow the formula tunnel boats. Any kind of racing that you could think of is American Powerboat Association at APBA.org. I tell people to go there often. Okay. In Googling it through your social media, you would be shocked. If you go through my social media of who I'm following, you yeah. can see every kind of series that there is because I'm online all day and you've got to watch for this stuff. And then it expands out. Um, yeah. APBA.org is the biggest, is your best starting point. Okay. That will tell you where your local club is at and all the races. It's got all the races listed on there and It'll tell you where a club is it's, that's around you. It'll give you a contact name of somebody to get a hold of. Okay. Um, it's where boats are being bought and sold. So the, if you want to buy a boat, that's where you can go is APBA.org. So that was something I was going to ask you. So I know the boats probably range in big range of money, but like the top, top series, what do one of those boats cost? Gosh, the, I mean, you're thinking... I mean, you can be talking about the offshore boats that are huge yes. and limited doing next weekend in San Diego. They're huge. And I want to say they're probably a quarter of a million. I mean, yeah. they're, they are, they've got to be up there in pricing and, and they vary um, yeah. between which, how fast you want to go, you know, well, it's just like the biggest. Yeah. It's just like NASCAR or any other series. Yeah. You've got the top teams and the bottom teams and and that but yeah you know and so do do most drivers own their boats own when their it comes boats? to the outboards and the inboards and the f1 tunnels yes they do own their own boats um when it comes to our outboards we don't really have too many sponsorships that we rely on for the boat the, the sites the race sites usually do couldn't produce this podcast without our many sponsors so at this time let's take a listen to one of our amazing partners when you can't be at the racetrack to follow your favorite driver, log into My Race Pass on your phone and you'll be able to follow all the action no matter where you are. My Race Pass provides stunning technology to grassroots motorsports for the most data packed, instantly updated, race related content engaging all motorsports enthusiasts. Get live timing and scoring on race day with My Race Pass Live. Any My Race Pass track or series that utilizes transponders will have their lap times displayed in the app. You can even check out historical lap times to see if drivers are faster or slower than last year. Subscribe to My Race Pass today and tell them Melinda from the IWMA sent you. Um, how do you how do you pay for your boat? How does that work? Well, with my boat, I of course work Monday through Friday for it. <laughs> yeah, like most people. Um, there's a lot of trading that you'll see that happens with boat racing. Um, you know, I'll trade, I, I see some people that are like, okay, I'll trade you. I build throttles, but you build props. How about we do some maneuvering and some swapping? Um, I, I, with our family, um, I always got the hand-me-downs. Um, we built a lot of our own boats, but a lot of them are hand-me-downs. Um, sponsorship is big for, and I always say that, you know, go out and find a sponsor and explain to them how it works. I always call these boats a floating billboard. I yeah. heard that term once before when I was listening to an announcing job that somebody said, hydroplane racing is a floating billboard. And this was before social media was right. coming up because you figure Oh, we had all those 500 entries that were racing in Springfield, Ohio. They came from California, Washington, Texas, Florida, Michigan, from all over the place. Right. So you put your name on the side of that boat. It's all your people are going to see it and they're going to be like, what's that boat? And the first thing they're going to look up is the name that's on the side of that boat. Right. So that's where I always tell people they're floating billboards. Now with social media, it's even bigger. Bigger. With like I said, you go to APBA.org or you go to H1 Unlimited or you go to Hydro News, you go to any of those kind of sites and you're going to see a boat with a name on the side of it. Yeah. You're going to see concrete. You're going to see 
um what's up doc racing you're gonna see different kinds of names you're gonna see some of these that are up here right i saw all those behind you yeah yeah Your health and flow racing flow racing is one of the ones that did all the live broadcasting for the yeah. junior nationals yeah so you figure at flow racing those people are getting on to flow racing to watch a motorcycle race and then they scroll through they see uh-huh. yeah and like, huh, how do i get involved in that so or even just for them to watch and be yeah. like, you know, be somebody like me, which I have watched it on there yeah. um, a little yeah. bit. And so then it's kind of like, oh, I would like to go see this in person. How do yeah. I find out where they're going to be that I can get to a race? And so, you know, that's, it's all about exposure. Get somebody to catch their eye watching a boat race and away you go. Yeah. And sometimes the way you go to a boat race and into the cockpit a couple of years later, and now you're racing. <laughs> yeah. Not me, but I can see that that would happen because it would be, it would be like a magnet, just drawing people in like, come here, come here. Don't you want to get in and drive? Come on. You're missing all the fun. Any last things that I haven't asked you about that you would like to share about yourself, about boat racing, about announcing anything at all? Well, like you, you touched up on it earlier that, um, when it comes to announcing, it's a lot of work, but I'm always willing to answer questions about boat racing and about announcing and, you know, how it works, how it ties together. And I've always loved to talk about boat racing and how I, my career started and how my career evolved and how I kind of stepped away from being inside the boat as much as I used to be. I used to be in the boat all the time. And now I've moved on to announcing and I love to tell people all the time, I'm like, you know what? If you want to get involved in boat racing, call me. I would love to help you. I will, mm-hmm. I will show you whatever kind of boat you want to race. I will, there's driver schools that happen all across the states in all the different categories. I would love to see everybody in a boat. I just I want to watch it grow. My dad started racing back in the 60s. And you know, he went to a boat race and he said, hey, that looks kind of cool. And now it's been in our family ever since. I want more people into the racing because we're a big family, a huge family. I've seen so many babies being born. I've seen marriages where the best man was their competitor. I mean, my, my, even, I will even say it at my wedding, my two of my bridesmaids were fellow boat racers, you know? And yeah, I just want, I want to leave with the note that boat racing is so much fun on and off the course. Just listening to everybody talk and have so much fun. I mean, we were sitting there waiting for trophies on Saturday night and just walking around. Everybody was laughing and they're like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun to race with you in the turn two. And oh my gosh, you jumped the gun. That was such a bummer. But you know what? Your second heat was so much fun to watch. And I just like to, I like to see that. I like to see everybody having fun. That is the goal. That is my goal. My daughter always laughs at me because I coach her volleyball team and I'm, I'm always like, did you have fun? That's what I want. That's the goal. Right. Did you you walk away on Sunday from that boat race and say, I had so much fun at that race. I cannot wait for next year. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that in the end, that's what it's all about. It really is. Yeah. Well, I have really, really enjoyed talking (laughs) to you. You just like, I should have talked to you early this morning because now I'm all like, ah. <laughs> well, I'm up and at five nine o'clock here, so I should be getting I'm, ready to wind down and go to bed. But uh, well, feel free to call me tomorrow. I get up every morning at five thirty in the morning and I run three to four miles on the treadmill. So we can okay. talk. We can talk on them in the mornings. Okay, that's good to know. Um, but don't call me um, Friday morning. I'm going to be a little busy because I'll be shockingly at a boat race. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know you said that. And tell me where you're going to be this weekend. Um, this weekend, I'm going to San Diego, California for the H1 Unlimited Bay Fair, okay. uh, a Home Street Bay Fair race. We're going to okay. have H1 Unlimited. So we're going to have Grand Prix. We're going to have one liters. We're going to have outboards. We're going to have everything. It's all wow. going to be so much fun. And what a shame. You have to go to San Diego. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. Wow. The, only, the only thing about announcing is that I get off the plane. I go to the pits. I go yeah. back to my hotel. I go back to the pits. I go, a lot I of times I don't get to go anywhere. I was announcing at a race in Houston, Ohio, and that was the one where they had the offshores. So the tunnel boats were on Friday and Sunday. The offshores were on Saturday. I had all day Saturday off. So I grabbed a bunch of boat racers. And I said, you know what? NASA is five miles from here. 
So yeah. a bunch of boat racers went to NASA. That's cool. Gone. But usually you don't really get to see all that much no. of the town. No, which, I know. You know, yeah. but. But um, the weather's beautiful there. Yeah. We've had great weather here. It's been yeah. amazing. It's been nice. Yeah. It's been nice yeah. here too the last several days. We've had some hot spells. I'm in Michigan. We've had some hot spells and it was very humid today and we're going to have some storms tomorrow. But, you know, it's September and it'll, we'll have some warm weather, but it'll start cooling off here. And that's when I get the bug. I'm ready to head to Arizona. So that's where I'll be for the winter. But um, I'm a little different when it starts to get colder. I think snow. Oh, because no I'm, thanks. Because I'm a snowmobiler too. <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't surprise me. So I know there's a lot of snowmobile racing in uh, Wisconsin and Min and Michigan. So I, yeah. you know, I know that's not my thing. I'll, I'll watch that from afar. Yeah. Thank you very much. But um, yeah. I really enjoyed talking to you tonight. Yeah. This has been so fun. You've just, you're just so happy. You're so excited about boat racing and how could anybody not want to go watch after watching you talk about it? So Thank well, you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. And for you and all of our listeners, feel free to come to a race. Look me up um, and okay. see. I mean, I'd love to. You and me, we should meet at a race. Maybe hopefully we maybe we'll be down at the Havasu race and yeah. I'll get you a vote. There you go. And, and you know, once we, once we talk and do a podcast, now you're my friend. You know? <laughs> so when we see each other, it's like seeing an old friend. So that's just yeah. how it works. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being You're on welcome. here and sharing what you do and your passion for it. I just love it. And um, hopefully I'll be able to get to see you in person or at least start to follow the boat races a little closer and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yep. I'm everywhere. I'm they, they, everybody. There is a joke that's on uh, Hydro Racer Live is where will K-Dub pop up next? Okay. So, so that's the one thing to watch is Hydro Racer. And uh, he's so funny. He's like, where are you popping up this weekend? Where are you popping up this weekend? <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. I love oh, it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, have a great time this weekend. And then I'll, I'll see you on social media, if not somewhere before. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks for All having right. me. Uh-huh. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMA Nation at gmail.com.